Hello and welcome to Same Boat Huddle, the podcast. My name is Erin Miller. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to quickly share with you some information on the program Create Your Best Life that will be launching again soon. So if you don't want to hear about the program, go ahead and press forward to the beginning of the amazing episode I have to share. But if you are even a little bit interested, this is what I want to tell you. This program started as a small baby and has grown into my beloved baby. This program is everything that has helped me work from being in my lowest low to what I would say is my highest high as an an adult, especially as a mother. So if you're in a space in your life right now where you're just feeling inundated with the to-dos and motherhood and work and overwhelm and anxiety and depression. And, you know, I I remember always finding myself thinking truthfully and very sadly thinking, how can this possibly be happily ever after? And it was sad to think that because, uh, you know, I'd sit there and be like, I have a beautiful home. I have beautiful, healthy children. I have an amazing husband and a happy marriage. And, it's like we all have our health like why why do I feel this way it was so heavy and um painful to go through anxiety every day and have to pretend that everything was okay and I finally reached a point of this I can't I can't live like this anymore I need to find a way out of here and through the past few years I have gathered many tools to work through that. And as I've run this program a few times, what I've really realized is that one, it's so important to spend extra time together. So I've extended the program to be 12 weeks because I think it it's it takes time to learn all of these different tools. I've added in more content of all the things that have taken me from the bottom to the top. And I work with you one-on-one in group calls and through individual support and with videos and workbooks and worksheets to really figure out all the things that you need to get from that space all the way through to get to a space of I feel good. I know what I want out of my life. I'm excited to wake up every day. I'm excited to go to bed. I feel happy and grateful and awesome. And I'm nailing this stuff and I'm manifesting things that I want to manifest. And I'm totally in line with my body and my energy. And I can feel when I'm starting to get out of alignment and I know exactly what I need to do to get back in and literally going from the bottom to the top. And I really want to help you do that. And I'm so excited to share all of this because it's not for me to keep. It is for me to share with all of you and lift you all up. So if you think you're even a tiny bit interested in this program, please reach out to me. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for an application. You can also message me on Facebook. You can ask me through same boat huddle. You can message me, you can DM me on Instagram at photog Aaron J, whatever way you might want to get in touch with me, you can. And if even a little bit of you is thinking, I think I want to know more about this. That's your intuition. And I urge you to listen to it because your ego will step in and tell you, nah, it's okay. I don't want to do it because the ego wants you to stay super comfortable in in the crappy place that you're in. I was there. I've been there. So much love to you. I hope to hear from you. I can't wait for this next group of women to join me. So here we are now on to the episode for today. Take care.
Hello, and welcome to Same Boat Huddle. I am your host, Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography, and we are on episode 35 today. If you are new listening, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for being here. Today, I have a special podcast for you. Um, it's actually not going to be me, but my husband. So it's not an interview, but it's actually just a podcast that he's doing his own episode and it's for your guys. So while I'm sure many of you may want to listen to it just out of curiosity of what he has to say, um, his intention was definitely just sharing his thoughts for your guys to listen to. And so where this came from was, um, my husband, so (laughs) kind of backtracking a little bit last weekend, um, so I'm recording this on a Sunday. I always, almost always do for my podcast episode. It was last weekend. I was feeling really inundated and overwhelmed. Um, and just like I didn't have breathing room and felt a little disconnected from him. And I always let him know, like, I'm feeling disconnected. We need time together. And I remember I was, I don't know, probably doing some type of house chores. And I went down to him and I was like, Dustin, I need a break. And I don't need like 10 minutes to myself kind of break. Like I need something serious here. Like I need a night away. I need something. I'm not okay. (laughs) I will be okay. But like I need a minute because I, you know, just kind of in that space of we're in winter, we have cabin fever. Um, The kids have been having a lot of snow days and likely having one tomorrow. (laughs) And I just, you know, the cup wasn't getting filled as much as it needed to in how much I was pouring out, like pouring out a little more than normal. And um, God bless his heart. I ended up getting a an invitation on my, so we use our phone calendars, like he'll mention, and he, we invite each other to our events just so that, you know, in our appointments and things, just so that we know we have it in each other's calendars. And he sent me an invitation for an appointment and I read it and it said the kids are going to my parents on Saturday night. We get a date night. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. We've actually never had the kids sleep out of the house, uh, with us being home. So it was really, really thoughtful of him and I really appreciated it. And so that was last night that we had our night together and, uh, we went out to dinner and we find ourselves kind of having this conversation often because, um, we are in our mid thirties and it's just kind of unfortunately that time where a lot of, not a lot, but there's numerous people around us who are starting to get separated or divorced and whether they're close to us or not, we're just hearing of it, you know, and it's, it kind of makes you think, you know, we've been together for 13 years and, um, we both feel really successful in our relationship. It's certainly not perfect. We'd never sit here and be like, we're the perfect couple, but, I feel like we are perfect for each other and we we it's not by mistake and it's not by luck but by a lot of communication and disagreements and discussion and um I don't want to use the word sacrificing but really meeting in the middle and a lot of like I'll scratch your back you scratch mine kind of stuff and I think that so because of that it sparks these conversations in us of like well what what do we do? Like, what are concrete things that we do that allow us to have such a successful relationship? And he will often say to me, he's like, man, you know, I think sometimes he'll watch um, other men in relationships, again, whether he's close to them or it's an acquaintance or just in passing, you know, a guy making a comment about something. He's like, ah, if he only knew that, like, all he would have to do is X, Y, and Z, 
or just X. And his wife would like be so happy. And that, you know, he's starting to realize like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it almost feels like maybe, um, that there's like stuff that I need to share or something. (laughs) He's like, I feel like I've figured some things out and I think it's in part because we communicate so much that a lot of what he's figured out, um, I think it's through us talking. And I also feel like I have things to share that, um, you know, allow women to also be more successful from their end in communicating and and connecting with their husband. So anyway, we were, we were at Home Depot today before picking up the kids, just like old school. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Um, so I was, we were leaving Home Depot, getting ready to pick up the kids. And I was like, Oh yeah, I have to do my podcast episode tonight. Um, and he just, he goes, I think I should, I should record an episode sometime. I was like, what? (laughs) And I, so I think he's kidding. I was like, uh, and he's like, yeah, like I feel like I could, I could give men some pointers in how to, to really connect with their wives and have like good relationships if they feel like they're struggling or, or disconnected or something. So as he's saying this, I'm like, Oh my God, I think he's serious. And I was like, wait a minute, are you being facetious? Are you, are you kidding with me? And he's like, He's like, no, I really think I should. I'm like, all right, let's do it tonight. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right, tonight? I was like, yes, we, why not? Like, we don't need to wait until another time. Like, let's do it tonight. So his ego started to get the best of him. He's like, I don't know. I was like, yes, don't, like your intuition told you to do it. So we're just going to do it. So again, it's not an interview. I just hand the mic off to my my sweet husband and he's going to um, share just some of his tried and true ways that he feels, um, that has helped us stay strong. And I definitely agree with everything that he has shared. I think they're really awesome, um, really awesome pointers. And it also goes with as women, I think there are just as many things that we need to do for our men. Um, and again, it's the scratch my back, I scratch yours. So, uh, again, feel free to listen and maybe some of you will even listen to this and be like, oh, that's why I'm feeling disconnected or that's what's going on with me. It might be some aha moments for you, but otherwise I encourage you to, to go ahead and click that share button on the podcast and send it over to your husband's and, um, allow them to take a little bit of a listen too. So I hope that you enjoy. Here's Dustin. Hey guys, so uh, hopefully you found me through um, your maybe your your spouse sent you to me to listen to this podcast from Aaron, uh, or you found me searching for uh, any of the links that Aaron's going to tag me in. Um, I've recently been kind of thinking about like putting out a podcast about men and. Um, their relationships and having a successful partnership with your spouse, which translates to all the things that men want in a relationship. Um, and if you're lacking any of those things, I hope that I can offer some guidance and suggestions into the female side. Um, just through 13 years of being with Erin and being by her side through all of the coaching and her battle with anxiety and co-parenting and all of those things that we're all going through. 
So I think, like, my, my first major thought is that men are hunters and women are gatherers. Just, that's a fact. Uh, and I think we're, like, I, so I hunt cars. Um, we all hunt something. And we get it, we have it, it's great. And then we hunt our next thing. For me, it's my next car. Uh, I've been through 30 cars, one wife. Um, I've never had a car nearly as long as I've had my wife. Um, so I, but I think the main difference is that I hunt my wife regularly. So like I hunt the car, I'm done with it. Hunt your wife forever. Keep hunting her. And then she will keep gathering you. And I think that that will play out for you in the long run. So here's my guide to how to turn her on. Um, and this, this is, you know, me, but I think that many women, my, my wife is like many of the women out there. Um, so she recently said to me that, um, the difference between a man being turned on and a woman being turned on. So men are turned on. I could have the worst day at work. The kids could be crazy. Uh, we could be in financial doom. If she touches me, it's happening. Uh, it's just how we are. Like we're able to shut our brains off and, uh, we can go for it. Women think about how much women are touched all day. So if you have kids, my four and five year old touch her all day long, grab her, pull at her, poke her, ask her for things all the time. We have animals when she's, when the kids are in school, they grab her. Uh, they sit on her, they uh, ding a bell to go outside, they rattle a litter box for a litter to be changed. It's just always something. And then throw in trying to work and uh, manage a household. It's a lot. So when you come home and, and you've been through all that at night and you go to bed and, and you want some, and you start pulling on her and poking on her and probing her, that's what she's felt all day long. And if you didn't give her anything to make her feel the difference between what you're doing and the kids poking her and probing her and the animals all day, it is not going to make her want to, you know what. Uh, so let's, I got a list of like five things that I want to talk about that I think are like major points in um, a successful relationship and keeping her wanting you. Um, the first one is listen to her. Um, I think that's huge. And so this is what I think we could do that will make her know that we're listening. If you're on your phone, forget it. Put your phone away. Nothing is more important than what she's telling you right now. You come home from work, ask her how she's doing. Don't, you know, ask some questions. Make eye contact. And ask questions and if you don't have any questions or if you can't think of anything to ask just summarize what she said so that she knows that you were listening she just wants to know that you're listening and and also don't fall into the trap of trying to fix whatever has been bothering her they don't want you to fix it for them um i think this is something that i know this is something that i do and many other men do it uh, we think we're naturally fixers and think that we have to fix whatever is ailing them. And that's not true. They want their best friend to listen to them. So that's what you should do. Uh, 
Number two is supporting her. Uh, in whatever she does, it may not be your thing, but it's her thing, and she's yours, so support her. Um, and that is like a career, a hobby, exercising, whatever they're into. Like Aaron's into essential oils, and um, I'm, I wasn't. I've found great things through them. Like um, for me, like bug and tick spray has been huge, and some of the oils that help sleep. Um, some of the natural cleaners, I like this is a great tile cleaner with it, but anyway, I won't get into trying to sell oils. Um, I'm just saying like where I'm coming from with it, but she's, you know, she fills, uh, diffusers for the kids every night and she has a diffuser in the car and we have a diffuser in our camper and we have, we have like probably double digits in the essential oil diffusers. I fill them. I don't fill them because I want essential oils playing throughout my house, but, um, it, it, I fill them for her. So she wants the kids to have, uh, certain oils when they go to bed. I support her in that. I don't laugh at her. I don't say whatever, it's your thing. You do it. If you want to, I'll do my thing. No, that's not how this works. You're in a partnership with your spouse. Um, and, and, and also don't minimize, laugh at, downplay, as funny as it may be at the moment for you, and she might laugh, uh, there's feelings involved. Uh, third thing is tell her she looks good, and however you express that, don't stop. Like, I I slap Aaron's ass a hundred times a day. My handprint's on there, and I hope only mine, sometimes my son, because he thinks that that's something that you need to do, and we're working through that. Um... Tell her she looks good. Point out something. Earrings. Uh, lip gloss. Shoes. Whatever, whatever your thing is, make her feel good about herself, her body. Whatever her body is at the moment. You know, uh, women go through more changes than men. We have, they have children. Um, cycle. Bloating. All those great things that women talk about. They're all real. And their bodies could change. Find something that turns you on and point it out. Number four, date her. Uh, this is tough for guys because I think time will go by and you're wrapped up in your career, kids, running a household. I'm, I'm busy with renovations and I'm sure you are too. So uh, Apple makes this awesome thing. And if you have an Android that's in there too, there's a calendar in every phone with alerts. And I use alerts like mad. Um, My phone is going off with alerts for every event. I think some people put them in and they don't set alerts and they just look at their calendar, but they work really well for me. So set an alert like, I don't know, whatever whatever you think is right, like once every, once a month or something, do a Friday or Saturday night, set up a babysitter. Don't plan a date night and then tell them to get a babysitter. Not cool. Plan the whole thing out so they don't have to do anything other than show up, figure out where you're going to take them, what you're going to do. So... Tell them where they're going, pick out an outfit, and you got it taken care of. Number five, give her time to herself. You could also plan this in the calendar. Erin and I recently started planning out Wednesdays. After I come home from work, that's her time. Um, it's, it's like from 4 to 7.30, and I do dinner. Um, I get the kids ready for bed. She gives kisses and hugs, and then she has a, an evening from... Four o'clock on with very little 
anyone needing to do anything. So what I tell her is, tell me what needs to be done. Um, you know, let's say she says to you, I can't take the night off because I have laundry to do. I have dishes to do. I have to get the kids' lunches ready. I have to get myself ready for tomorrow. I tell her, tell me what needs to be done and give me a chance to do it. Um, and then, you know, there's also a trust thing there of if you're going to follow through on it or not. And if you follow through a couple of times, it's going to happen. Um, so, but allow them to relax. So through all these things, I want to point out that you didn't have to buy anything for all five. You're taking them out, you're going to spend some money taking them out. Uh, it's, it's not a lot. You're not going to buy them anything crazy. Uh, take them to dinner, buy them an outfit. Um, but I think what I want to get at here is that buying women's stuff is not the way into their pants. Some women, uh, have a love language of wanting things, buying them things. Um, and that might work for you temporarily or, or in the short term, but there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of things that are not happy in their relationship or with themselves. It, it's like the kind of the truth of money doesn't buy happiness. Um, so those are those five things. And then I wanted to touch on a few more things. Um, for me, uh, a big thing for me is managing my work schedule. And I think this translates to many men out there. Um, I work a job that's, I average about 50 to 60 hours a week and a lot of it's unplanned. I'm a lineman, um, it's weather dependent and Erin and I have been together a long time and you know, fortunately for me she knows and understands weather's coming and it's like, well, I'm not going to see you for a little while. But there's also opportunities for me to work overtime that aren't mandatory or uh, they're, they're just kind of like extra for, for me or for us. And um, <clears throat> Money is a huge thing in relationships and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more later. But what I wanted to point out in this is that Overtime for me and working in general is an us decision. Um, I know there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they, and I, I experience it because I'll say like, well, I'm just telling her I'm staying late at work or I'm going to come in on Saturday or, or whatever. But ultimately, like, what's that doing for you? And, and some of the guys, a lot of guys joke that um, being married with children and those guys that always work the overtime are working for halftime because in the long run, they're going to end up giving half their shit when their relationship goes bad. And there's a lot of truth behind that. And I work with a guy that an older guy that has a great line and, and it's, um, some money is too expensive. And if you think about it, it's true. Like, what are you giving up for that overtime money? And, and was it worth it? So think about it. Um, and the next thing is communication. So let's say you're finding yourself not emotionally or physically attracted to your wife. What's the best way to handle that? The best way to handle that is not to tell her that. Um, rephrase it. Put a, put a positive spin on it. Let her know what she's doing and, and let her know that you appreciate everything. and uh, you, you see that the house is clean. The dishes are done. She worked a hard day. The kids are doing awesome in school, and it's all because of her. Um, she, you're doing well in your job because she's supporting you and giving you the things that you need to do to get there. 
she's she's making a lot of sacrifices for that, and some of them are personal care, um, just in a sense of she didn't have time, or it wasn't the most important thing for her to do her hair that day, or uh, put on makeup, or have her nails done. Spin it around and let her know everything that she's been doing and give her time or encourage her to do those things. The emotion and physical feelings are very tied in women more than in men. So if she's not looking what she's looked like in the past or taking care of herself, Figure out what's behind it emotionally or what you can do for that. Yeah. So then I want to talk about money. So everybody has money stories and Aaron talks about, uh, Aaron hits big on money stories and this is kind of like a, you know, you guys might not have ever heard that phrase before, but money stories are basically what your past, what's happened in your past to make you feel how you do about money. And we all feel a certain way about money. My thing is I'm Pennsylvania Dutch. And the Pennsylvania Dutch are cheap. Uh, they're, they're savers, thrifty, <clears throat> typically don't spend a lot of money in their life and they retire with a lot of money and they die with the, a lot of money and they give it to their children. And to the, in today's world, we're just giving it to a nursing home anyway, so there's really no point in that anymore. So I'm curious to see if that philosophy changes. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm super cheap with things like um, daily expenses, and utilities like heat, electric, they drive me nuts. I, I look at the electric bill and I just go bonkers. Uh, I look at, I see a light on and I like can't, I, I can't get there to turn it off fast enough. Um, Aaron jokes about how I turn the heat down at night all the time and it's always super cold in our house. But I have a super expensive brand new pickup truck um, that uh, I never drive and I love to look at it and it's my thing. And I spent a lot of money on that, but I don't like paying the electric bill. I, I don't know. Figure it out. Erin's the opposite. <clears throat> um, she lived in a, her childhood was a lot of, we have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of money. We have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of money. It was kind of like an up and down of self-employment and, um, uncertainty. And therefore she's, um, uncomfortable with money. Like and the feeling of it maybe not being there. However, she um, will spend, or she was raised to spend um, money on, like full, pay full price on things, which I don't do. Um, <clears throat> however, like she won't want to buy a car because it'd be like, well, I don't want to spend the money, but she'll spend you know, money on things that I don't spend money on. So, um, have a conversation about that and figure out like what your, what your history is behind money, which is quote unquote your money story and get on the same page. Because if like, if Aaron and I are different, but we, we do all right together because we talk it out and we communicate and, uh, um, she keeps me in check and I keep her in check of, you know, she'll tell me, no, Dustin, you can't buy a brand new truck. You just bought one last month. And I'll tell her, Please don't go to Hobby Lobby tomorrow or watch what you spend. Hobby Lobby's, oh man. If any of you guys are listening, like you're probably nodding your heads right now and smiling like, oh, that is my worst nightmare. Another thing that I find successful for me is putting my family first in scenarios like going out. So I, or, or anything, you can translate this into anything that you want to do. So like your thing, 
And I have my thing, which is great. Like Wednesdays, every Wednesday I go out and I have some beers with friends after the kids go to bed. Now, I, I, Erin knows, which is awesome. She's like, it's just become my thing. Like Wednesdays is, is drinking night. Um, I wait until after dinner. I wait until after bedtime. Uh, I get, I try to get like, make sure the, the I don't always make sure the kids' lunches aren't ready, but I make sure that Aaron's there and, and willing to do the lunches and, and get the coffee ready for tomorrow and all that stuff. But, um, and also that I've seen her enough. And if I haven't seen her enough, I don't go. There's been many times where, and I, and I take a lot of shit for it. Like there's been times where I, my friends will give me a hard time. Like, Oh, you're, you're missing out again. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to be at guys' night drinking and not be comfortable with my relationship. So what's more important to you? Like, you have to remember that this is your best friend, and so you should they you should be with them. And also getting your break. Which brings me to my mutual respect for each other. Um, disagreements. We all have them. Um, and a lot of them are around money and, and kids and, uh, in-laws. Let's see what else. Vacations, careers. I think the biggest thing for me and many people is that you're, you're arguing with your best friend. So keep that in mind when you're doing it. Um, be respectful Watch your tone. Watch your body language. Like they, they can, women, no matter what you say to them, if you're not saying that with your face, they can see through it. They're smarter than we are. Um, make sure that you're going at it with a clear mind. And remember that this is for you. Um, this, is, this is the two of you. Whatever you're arguing about isn't nearly as important as your relationship. Because without your relationship, it doesn't. none of these things matter. So keep that in the forefront of, of being respectful, keeping your volume in check, keeping your tone in check. Stop and think about um, when you're in mid-argument, what am I doing with my face right now? Where are my eyes? Look at them. Um, be clear. Remember that it's your best friend. Treat her like it. All right, so I, that's pretty much everything I wanted to go over with. Um, just to hit on those those key points again, the one through five, listen to her, support her, tell her she looks good, date her, and give her time to herself. Try that stuff out, and uh, let your wife and let Aaron know how that's working out. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hey, Dustin, thank you so much for sharing all of your pointers to the guys. I hope that... Uh, anyone listening, even if it's women, like I said in the beginning, maybe listening to this, it'll bring some aha moments to you of realizing like maybe these are some spots in our relationship that uh, we can work on and grow together. And any of you guys listening, I hope that this might help as well. So we enjoyed doing this for you. And um, yeah, so go out there and connect with your best friend and love them, you know? So, um, okay. Well, I hope that all of you have an awesome week as always be sure to get in touch with me, Aaron at ejoysphotography.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook in the free group, same boat huddle. 
And what else? Ah, Instagram at Photog Aaron J. So all of those links are in the show notes if you want to connect there. Go out there, have an awesome week, treat others the way you want to be treated, and I will talk to you soon. <laughs>